Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sports for Dummies, episode eight. It's the 6th of September. So wherever you are on the 6th of September, hope you're well. Hope you're having a good day. I am joined by my wonderful friend, Hope Ellen, and we're talking today about the world of sports, as always, being sports for dummies. We're going to wrap up the three biggest stories of the week, some niche, some exciting, some drama-filled, some emotional, and to join me, as always, I know, Hope, little face there, a bit sad, um, I'm joined by Hope Ellen. Hope, how you doing? <laughs> Hope, little face, bit sad? What? As in, you, when I said emotional, you pulled like a sad face. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You were like, oh. I went, I went. So it was like, Hope, emotional face, bit sad. Yeah. Hope's not sad. I Hope, how are you? But I, I, but I also was kind of like, ooh, to the drama, the drama story that you mentioned. Mm, well, a bit of drama. Should be quite there we go. There we go. Um, I'm well. Thank you very much. I ordered um, loads of clothes from ASOS this morning. Or well, not this morning. I ordered them on Saturday and they oh, came yeah. today. And I was so excited because I haven't ordered new clothes for quite some time. All of them need to go back. Oh, no. That yeah. is the worst. That is the absolute worst when that happens. Yeah, But I did terrible. get a new ring, but I'm concerned that I'm wearing it on my wedding finger. Oh, lovely. But I don't know which one's the wedding finger. Which hand is that? This is, is my it, right That's your right hand. hand, isn't it? Is that okay? Then no. Yeah, no, that's not. Your your wedding hand is, is your left. It's your left fourth. Left for love. Not your right fourth. Right. I don't want to cock block myself, that's all. P- apologies. Well, Arthur, uh, well, Teddy Arthur parents listening. heart. <laughs> Anyway, oh, so yeah, anyway, so Hope's got married. Um, things, things are good. How about you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I've been a bit under the weather, but I'm all right getting through it, which is okay. Um, I had a woman at work today literally moaned to me at about five minutes about... So we've got brownies at our work, which is quite amusing. We've got brownies, and they're quite small, to be fair. We've got amazing... We are known at our work for our scones that we do and our muffins. Scone. There are lots of yummy things to do, but... Scone. Oh, whatever, boring. Um, I'm not going to have this argument with you because I have dignity, but... Um, so, absolutely anyway, pie, of- boring. <laughs> you literally just completely pied me. I love it. You might put me on my place. You'll be like, no hope, boring, or shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, just because, it's just because people like the whole like northern like you say. You know, it's tomato. You know, tomato versus tomato, or like grass, grass. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like honestly, there is more to life. 
than that. I mean, it is funny at times that there are there are funny words that people say. Like if people say, I don't know, like give me like like if I said, I don't know, um, yeah, like grass. I know people find that funny because it's grass, right? But even still, so when people stand there, they're like, oh, that's so funny because I say grass. So honestly, no one's laughing. But anyway, coming back to important matters. Um, <laughs> I love when you're sassy. <laughs> All right, carry, carry on. It just reminds me up. Anyway, so yeah, the woman at work was moaning to me about the size of the brownie. And to be fair, the, the, uh, the, we charged £3.50. And for those listening on a streaming platform rather than YouTube, I mean, if you put your two hands together and make like a sort of a uh, like an oblong square shape, it's no big. Like it's literally That's tiny. Quite a it's about maybe two centimeters. Well, it's quite big, but it's about Ten- two centimeters thin. So it's very. Depends on the hand, the person who's doing this right now, by the way. You might have like, yeah, monster hands where you've got like the, yeah, like a six, no, okay. So in my hand, it's probably like a eight cent, a 10 centimeter by maybe four or five. The point is, so there was someone today at work and she walked over and she went, honestly, the size of the brownie for three pounds 50, I can't believe. And I was like, genuinely, I just serve. I've got no relevance in terms of charging. I just, and she was, she said, I cannot believe someone paid that much of there. So I said, okay. Name me five places in St. Albans where you can buy a brownie that's bigger than that. And she went, oh, I, I can name at least 10. She got to three and had a complete mind blank. And I didn't want to be rude, but sort of looked at her and went. Oh, you had it right. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was a sort of thing where like, I'm, always, I'm, always, I'm fine. People can be grumpy. I get it. Like, you know, Doris and Noreen come in and they're fuming that the brownie isn't big enough. I get it, right? It's annoying. But even still, I indecise the size of it. You know, I'm not the man that bakes the brownie. So anyway question yes did she see the brownie did she firstly did she actually buy the brownie or did she just see it on the counter and think it was extortionate or did she order one but didn't know how big it was no she just saw it what's up shut up lady i don't get it the other funny part as well actually was when i walked literally about 15 minutes later i was doing the tables and they were sitting on a table which i sort of cleaned up next to them they were still talking about the bra- i promise you she was like you wouldn't believe that brown block in the middle was a brownie for £3.50. It's like, anyway, that's a highlight of my day. Um, which is quite weird. So there you go. Do you wear an apron for work? No, we wear like a polo and just black trousers, black smart trousers. Oh. Why? For you too, a like, little green. To be fair, penny. we actually, we, there is an apron available, but the thing is, Hope, when it's quite hot, it gets in the way. It's just irritating. I don't mind it. I, I don't, like, no one chooses to wear it. No one wants a sweaty apron. No, or a sweaty back or sweaty anything, really. So there you are. But anyway. On to today's stories, Hope. We're going to start with a drama-filled story, just like the woman that I served today. We're talking, of course, about the big news in the media, the one that we've discussed multiple times before and has finally, finally could happen? We don't know, but it's looking like it's going to happen. We're talking about Mr. Tyson Fury against Anthony Joshua. I knew it. I don't want to see it. Really? Mm. Do you know why? Yeah, go on. I was going to make a joke then, but I didn't. Because... Go on, make a joke. Well, you said, you said I don't want to see it. And I was going to go, and on to the next story. Because it was like, it was the most, <laughs> I don't want to see it. Boring. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> firstly, I get paranoid that I say you six names wrong all the time. I say Usyk to play it safe. What do I say? Usyk. Usyk. Is that wrong? But it is, it's written in, in English. It's Usyk. But then I think... I think Usyk. Um, from a Ukrainian, I think it is. I think it actually is Usyk. But it's like this. Hope as an example, we discussed I should before. Know this. Bruno Fernandes. No, but Bruno Fernandes, he plays for Man United, right? This is the truth. His name is actually pronounced because he's Portuguese. His name is pronounced Bruno Fernandes. That is his name. It's Bruno Fernandes. But 
the English pronunciation has taken the name and changed it to Bruno Fernandes. So if you now call him Bruno Fernandes, you sound like a weirdo because no one mm. calls him Bruno yeah, Fernandes. Like, who's that player? But there is one... a new player. Exactly. There is one commentator who says it though, and he's known for saying names exactly as they are. He will never say a name that's off script. But majority of commentators, if not all, will say. So there's an example. So I actually think that is why people say Usyk because there's become a trend of not saying Usyk. But anyway, there you go. Yeah, I just get paranoid. So Usyk, there we go. Now I know yes. that Tyson apparently put a deal to Usyk, and Usyk said no for whatever reason. Um. I don't know what that reason is. I don't know if that reason's been publicised. I could be missing something. And then Tyson's been calling him a middleweight. There was a photo that he photoshopped, a picture of Tyson Fury's head on. Oh, yeah. And he was like a dad and Usyk was a little boy and he was taking him to school as a middleweight. Anyway, I want to see Fury and Usyk before I see Fury and AJ because what was the point in AJ and Usyk, if that happens. Because that was going to be the reward for AJ winning that to become unified. That's not... I know it's a big money fight, but it's not the right order for me. And I don't like it. Mm. And I don't want it to happen yet. I'm not saying never, but I don't want to happen now. If Usyk's turned it down because he's got an injury or maybe he's gone back to fight for his country, I don't know, Tyson needs to wait or fight someone else. I don't think it's the right order. Mm. And it also just kind of makes it not, like, what was the point in them fighting in the first place? Like, and it also, it's not a very good, <laughs> get a bit also, deep here. And also, and also, get a bit deep here. But in terms of like a life lesson as role models, right? Okay, you could take it as like, AJ didn't win, but there's still good things coming for him. So if you don't succeed at first, don't worry because something good will come along. But it also is kind of like, don't worry, you can work hard. You can still not not you can still not get the result you want, but you'll still get what you want in the end. I don't know. I'm chatting rubbish now. But do you know what I'm saying? I just don't think it's the right order. No, I understand. I, I, my perspective, and I'm going to throw it back at you, my only thought is, and not to be like, ah, I don't agree, but I think you're right. I do. I think the fact that he's now lost... My only thought is that it effectively for um, for AJ is a double or nothing. It's it's his only way really of redeeming his career. And I mean, in terms of becoming a, a champion of the world. And, you know, as uh, for some people that don't know, they're going to be fighting for the WBC heavyweight world title, which is currently owned, of course, by Tyson Fury. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's very interesting, the fact that this has happened now and not before, because for those listening to that may not know, there was a fight scheduled for 2020 with Fury and AJ. Now, unfortunately, that fell through because of COVID and COVID was a meme. There you go. Um, and everything, of course, was put on halt. But both promoters actually this time around have been quite, they've been quite positive. And Warren, who is, um, that's Tyson Fury's promoter, he stated and said, the terms we are going to put forward are very, very fair. Tyson is being extremely fair. Now, from what we know about the bookies, last time Tyson fought, which was against Dillian White, it was actually 80-20. So Dillian White took home barely any of the funds. Now, this time round, we know it's going to be 60-40. So I think the other thing to think about, really hope. No yeah, wonder you know it wasn't 80-20. Right, so there was a whole... When they were, that fight was happening, there was a load of conflict because it was like, why isn't White promoting it? Why isn't he like, um, why is he not bigging it up? Why is he not come to the country for the press conference? Why would you if it's 80-20? Yeah, you would genuinely exactly. be like, screw you guys. I'm not going to help you promote this. No, and and it says it all. Whereas I think actually AJ having or, or effectively winning more money from it, regardless of the result, is, is positive for him. But I still think it makes you realise that 
as I said, I think it is a double or nothing for AJ. You know, he's bounced off the back. Oh, sorry. The way that Hearn described it in the interview was that they were basically trying to trying to build him up for December, get him fighting again in the new year. That was kind of the plan. And going forwards into the new year, they would schedule some fights in. Um, but what he stated is, the message is quite clear from AJ. We don't want to get in a backwards and forwards. We want the fight. And the point is, as we've discussed before, Hope, in the previous weeks, you know, Tyson has been in talks with every name under the sun as per every proposal out on Twitter and Facebook and whatever. So whether this fight actually does happen or not, I don't know. I think it will. I really do. I really do believe this is going to happen. And the talk is saying that it's going to happen at Cardiff's Principality Stadium because it's one of the only grounds in the UK which has a retractable roof that is big capacity. So the odds of it happening ah. there are quite high if it does happen. So there you go. So that's why it will happen in Cardiff. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Car- it's very interesting. Well, I don't know if it will happen in Cardiff. The reason I say that is because when there was when there was talk about um, Tyson fighting Usyk, there was talks about that being in Saudi because there weren't any grounds available or something in the UK. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this fight goes over to Saudi. They have said, to be fair, if there's a big money, they've said the only reason why it will go to the Middle East is because is well, the only thing to impact the hope, which I will mention, is. Um, of course, there'll be big offers from the Middle East, there's no doubt. But you've got to remember, too, at that time, during the, um, when this fight is potentially scheduled, the World Cup's on in Qatar. So I think the odds of it happening in the Middle East at that time are much smaller because of the World Cup. Mm. Again, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, the point was... I hope it's not in Saudi. No, it would be It would be fun to have it at the Principality. But even still, it's not... I mean, not it's not England. But, like, you know, the trouble is the O2 is too small for a fight like that. And in November time, it's too cold to have it at the Wem- Wembley Stadium so mm. you can't really do it there either so you're kind of running out of options there for where you're going to pick and you can't really all stadiums in the UK are outdoors I can't there aren't really very many the Principality is unique in that it does have that st- that retractable roof so we'll have to wait and Lewis. see but you know Adrian yes who wins is that what we're waiting for who oh Tyson sorry. Fury it's because right sorry everyone listening or watching we are having a bit of a laggy issue today oh we? yeah sorry yeah the if laggy problem. Bit, the laggy problem is back. Seems a bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it seems a bit funny, that's why. So I was not trying to build drama there. I was just I said Lewis to get his attention, and then I was kind of waiting that he weren't going to say anything else. <laughs> so Lewis, who wins? Tyson Fury. Agreed. For me, I can't. Yeah, I think my thought on it, Hope, and then you can go with with us lagging. My thought is. I think AJ would have a chance and I think they are two I think they're two very different fighters again a bit like the whole Usyk versus AJ thing I think they're two very different in terms of how they built their style of boxing um but I just think the build up to this the the hype around it I mean either way for me personally regardless of who wins I think whoever loses it will then crush their career uh, that that would be my honest opinion I I I mean you never know Tyson could lose say and bounce back against Usyk and then win I don't know but my thought is that because this has been going on for so long, and this is the fight, like Eddie has said, that everyone in the UK wants to see. Everyone bangs on about it and drums on all the time. AJ Tyson, AJ Tyson. I think this would then be a defining moment in either of their careers. I don't think it would be the end for AJ if he lost. I don't. I do think it would be bad for Tyson, and I think he'd probably retire after that. Um, and the reason I say that is because Tyson's undefeated, and he wants to go out undefeated. As unified. So if he loses, then yeah, no, <laughs> just no. no. Um, whereas AJ has already 
now been defeated. He's already the underdog going into this fight. And him and Eddie were quite happy after that fight with Usyk to kind of go back to the drawing board and I think go down a few levels to then climb back up. And the fight with Tyson was like, let's climb back up and then we'll do that big fight. So I think if if he loses to Tyson, it won't be the end of the world for, for AJ because there'll be that leveling is still going to be there. That original plan will still be there. Um, I do think with AJ, he's got the punch power and all of that stuff and he can train his butt off, but your mentality and where your head is at, you can train however you want. You can be in the best physical shape of your life, but if your mind is not there, then you won't win. And that goes for anything in life. So I feel like if he's got a lack of confidence because of the defeats or he lets the pressure get to him, then that would be really bad for him. And I don't think he'll have a chance if he's not in the right mental state. If he's in the right mental state, then 100% he's got as good a, good a chance as Tyson because anything can happen in the ring. Um, but also Tyson is a very tricky opponent like Usyk in terms of his movement, not only his, his power and his reach and his little skinny legs, but he's also, he moves around. He's, he's a very smart boxer. So it would be a big challenge and I would be surprised to see AJ win that. And that is my analysis. Over to you, Lewis. <laughs> that was that was very, very eloquent, Hope. I don't even know what to say. There you was go. It? That was perfectly wrapped oh. up. So that was brilliant. You spoke brilliant there. Yeah, so well done you. I was great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, but the point is, uh, you, you're always great. But yes, the point is, we'll have to wait and see. And as always, we'll keep everyone on the Sports Enemies podcast updated with all the latest news, our thoughts, all the drama that happens. Um, but again, one thing I will say before we move on to story number two is for those listening, don't hold your breath for this top fight to happen this year because the odds are it probably won't happen or something will get in the way. It will get scuppered. Someone will get injured. It just seems to be when Tyson's involved that things don't always go well. Not from his perspective, not because he pulls out a lot, but I just think there are things that happen with those fights that just weird stuff. Go on, Hope. Just to say as well, um, I probably should say because of, well, just because if you want to look at more boxing content or exclusive interviews, you can find me and other colleagues on the Behind the Gloves YouTube channel. So go over there as well as Sports Dummies. Story number two, we're talking about Rafael Nadal. Now, very sadly, um, the world may have seen, or potentially may have seen, last the last of Rafael Nadal for 2022. Uh, he actually suffered a shock loss at the US Open in the fourth round against an opponent called Francis Tiafo. Now, the game was amazing, um, absolutely brilliant. Would recommend watching the highlights if you can. He was actually expected to go all the way to the final um, at Flushing Meadows, which is out in America, but sadly got knocked out. But there is a deeper reason to why he's gonna, he might be quitting, well, tennis for the year, um, which we'll get Honestly, onto in just a sec. I'm caught up a little bit now because when you first started that, I thought, right, I know that guy's name. And then you said about softball or shot glass. And then I was thinking, is it, is it like baseball? And then you said Flushing Meadows, which I know now from you is the big tournament. Um, but I don't know anything else that you're saying. Right. So, Hope, in the in, what was, in the fourth round, so like football in the fourth round, he suffered a not shock put or shock glass or shock loss. He lost. He lost his game that he was expected to win. Like, oh, like Liverpool right. against Bournemouth. Okay. So, yeah, so, so in a game like, he was expected to win. Yeah. So it's like uh, the bookies have got him for like 99 to 1. I don't know if that's how bookies one. work. It's 1, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lost. 
correct. It would be one to ninety nine because anyway, it doesn't. But yes, you're exactly I bet right. Someone though. put the that bet is, on. I bet someone took the bet of the other guy winning and quite happy. Well, they they probably did really well. That's right. So yeah, very sadly, hope. So the twenty two time Grand Slam winner, an absolute goat of the game of tennis. He said in an interview afterwards, "I need to go back home. I need to fix things. Life. So I don't know when I'm going to come back." I'm going to try to be ready mentally. When I feel like I'm ready to compete again, I'll be there. Now, going on in the background at the moment, him and his wife, Maria, they're expecting their first born child very, very Aww. soon. But from what I've read and what I... Yeah, which is very sweet. But what I've read and understood, again, obviously it hasn't all come out in the media and I don't think it will because it's obviously a private matter. But she was admitted to hospital two weeks ago, supposedly with an operation. I don't want to speculate, but supposedly something had happened to her that she was being operated on. So, And she is very, very heavily pregnant too. So by the sound, he's going to take some time out. Um, he's also, what we know as well, is that he's actually suffered from an injury. So he back uh, he won the French Open when I was there at Roland Garros. So he won that, which was amazing. He then was due to play at Wimbledon and he'd suffered an abdominal injury. So wasn't able to, he had to withdraw from the tournament. So he's won one this year, obviously had to withdraw from one. He was expected to do amazingly at this tournament, sadly hasn't. Um, but it's just really, it was just really terrible news because it's the sort of thing where, you know, some people might say I'm taking a break from my mental health and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I just need some time out. You know, it's a, it's a deeper issue. It's, it's to do with family. And obviously we wish him here at Sports Adamies all the best with his wife and, and their newborn child, whenever that will be. Um, but yeah, just just sad news really for him. Oh, I've got to say, the kids are really taking some key tennis players away from the game. Serena Williams, now this guy. <laughs> Babies exactly. are taking over. And it's like boss, boss baby. And I... <laughs> <laughs> the film well exactly boss baby well the point is as well hope i actually we just oh, was it last two no i think it was two weeks ago we discussed the labor cup didn't we that was the other thing we discussed the labor cup where it was do you remember that was rafael that was sorry federer's tournament the labor cup and we With, said that federer um, Djokovic, thingy um, and it was kate middleton kate correct kate middleton obviously now nadal probably won't play in that because of his health which is a real shame um oh sorry for personal reasons which is a real shame but you, I think it kind of makes you realise that actually, I think a story like this sort of made me take a moment to kind of reflect on sports and stuff and actually realise that, you know, when we meet sports people in sport, you know, on telly, people, they're just people, you know, you know, they're stars, they're athletes and stuff. But I remember when I went into the IMG studios a couple of months ago, so I was doing very random digression, but it will make sense. I was in the studio with three pro pundits and ex-players as well. And I remember being in there and seeing these people face to face and some of you know i know people that are famous i've met famous footballers before but when you actually you know i had a full-on conversation with these guys who are famous athletes and you they're just normal people and i think mm -hmm. this story brings you back to earth in terms of a sporting reality that yes we put these people on a platform but actually there is something so much bigger in their life than sport which is family and friends and all those things and i think it just encouraged me to really take time to speak to my family and all that sort of thing yeah. because we get so caught up in the sporting world or chasing things and actually stories like these make you reflect and go actually no that that isn't what's important yeah for me it's not so much like the that like taking them down from pedestal and they're just humans because i try and see everyone like that anyway um, obviously, you know, I interview loads of boxers or I've interviewed loads of different celebrities and whatever. And I always try and see them as a level playing field. For me, like you mentioned at the end there, it just highlights that you can be chasing like your biggest ambitions and your goals, whether that's your career or, or whatever it might look like. But at the end of the day, unless things are good at home and your family's good, you're not going to be totally happy. 
And that, I feel like that is the key. And I think as humans and as society, we overcomplicate our lives so much when all it is, is just being nice, loving people, food on the table, water to drink and shower. I know it's obviously easier said than done, especially now because hard times are hard. But yeah, I think we often, we often forget the basics and that's what, makes us the happiest I mean I had a chat with my friend the other day because um I was having a bit of a not a wobble I wouldn't say but I was a bit like frustrated when is my big break gonna happen and oh this is rubbish and I feel like a loser I'm 25 living at my mum and dad's all this stuff things that aren't a real problem but in my head built up and became like oh my gosh I'm never gonna succeed in life um and I spoke to my friend and he literally talked me down so much and was like hope you should be so like you've got so many good things in your life going on you're so happy with your family like think of your little niece i love all i love all my nieces and nephew but my little niece rosie she's my little mate think of her and you'll be fine and then i did and then i was like oh i'm freaking out about literally nothing anyway sorry i went on a bit of rant there myself but um basically perspective is everything family's most important Always. And this story absolutely nails home hope what you said for sure. So yeah, I just wanted to say, so of course, we wish Rafael Nadal and his wife yeah. Maria and of course their their child on the way all the best. We just I just hope for a smooth, peaceful um delivery whenever that will be, and that there's no more issues for him. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. He will return, I'm sure, at some point. I don't think that'll be the end of his career. Um or God willing, it won't be because he's an amazing tennis player and it'd be great to see him return. The talk that the pundits were saying, that the commentators were saying after he lost and gave that interview is that they don't think he's going to be back until at least the Australian Open, which is in January. So we might not see him for a while. He might not be back um, for a good couple of months, but actually sometimes it's important to take time out. So for anyone listening, they need to take time out from anything they're doing. That's our encouragement to you today. And if you're wondering, well, how does Lewis know all of this if it's not been in the media about the baby and things? It's because Lewis and him are best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Story number three. We're talking hope about quite an interesting story. Again, one for the future we've discussed before on this podcast. Please go and check out if you haven't. We have discussed potentially... Grand Prix track being released here for the F1 in 2024. We'll have to wait and see whether that happens. But the latest news to bring you is... And Lewis Hamilton takes the lead. Right, anyway. That sounded um, like you were saying there nom, is proposed- nom, nom, nom. Like, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, I'm nom. using a banana. Right. Well... I was going to say that reminded me a lot of um of like do you know what not you probably don't listening different generation do you know what nine cat is on YouTube nine cat yeah exactly different world anyway there's this video that anyway I'll, I'll send it to you and you can insert a clip here. <laughs> Oh, Charlie bit my finger. That's another classic. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Salad Fingers is like this creepy man. It was like, Salad Fingers, like that. No. We literally, five five years between us and completely different you, you would have, You would have thought. We, we, I know. It's mad, isn't it? Uh, anyway, coming back on track. So, we, yes, we were saying about a potential future investment, I would say. Actually, it's an investment. Um, we're talking hope about some women's rugby. And specifically, we're talking about a proposal to create a British and Irish Lions team, uh, which has been given the green light. So that is where 
as we discussed before on the podcast, go and listen to the episodes. Um, we've discussed the British and Irish lines taking on at the t- I think it was South Africa when we last spoke about it. Um, so yeah, there is potential hope that a three-test series in France is under consideration. And I will explain, in case you didn't, that made no sense, uh, what that means. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to, to make sense, but also I've just got this random ringing in my ears just, just started. And it's made everything sound weird. Oh, good. <laughs> so I was, what's going on there? It's like, Meh. anyway. So you mentioned France, Grand Prix, what no <laughs> wait no as in the grand the grand prix hope was that was the reference because that was a future thing this is also a future thing right we're gonna strip it back again because that went... oh right yeah start again so, oh my goodness i'm totally lost then. so the grand prix hope like we spoke about before is a potential racetrack that is coming not happening yet potential there's investment potentially same thing as this so this is women's rugby the british and irish lions team that are potentially makes sense now. Being, yeah being fought there you go right so to make it make sense so, those, right, i thought you were talking about sorry just the british lions and grand prix i was like was that a, i've never heard of british lions doing no. grand prix like is that <laughs> sorry a different no, 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 is that no, no. something i was so confused so basically hope to explain the british and irish lions which is traditionally a men's that that's been a men's thing in rugby is where the english or british and irish lions team i should say sorry take on three specific nations normally either new zealand oh it's four new zealand australia or south africa and they often play them in like a, in in a row so it'll be south africa then three years later new zealand then three years later australia and they play them in multiple games to kind of see a winner that's how it works now as i said there's a women's potential that's being built up so very very exciting because the the game of well the game of women's rugby is actually growing at a phenomenal rate and the six nations when that was last on actually had the headline sponsor of tiktok so it's massively blowing up in the uk which is fantastic for women's rugby wow. um yeah which is great now the exciting thing about this is that they're going to make it different to the men's which is interesting because it doesn't mean that it's the same old sort of boring format and it's not boring when that when the, when the uh, British and Irish Lions gone tour. It's fantastic. But obviously, it's been happening, Hope, since 1888. So you know what you're going to get. Whereas this is exciting because no one really knows. So as I said, it's going to operate in probably a different way. The women are going to tour different years to men, they suspect. And the other thing is that, as I said, they're going to go to France. So they're predicting it's going to be a northern hemisphere um, versus obviously southern. So the men do the south, women can do the north. Um, so there you go. Should be very, very interesting. And the reason for it all happening... <laughs> for Sports Dummies listeners that are interested, is they've done an 11th month study looking into kind of this historic women's tour, what it could mean. And they've been studying kind of the commercial aspects, broadcasting streams, funding. So how would it actually make money? Would it make any money at all? Would people want to watch it? Would they not want to watch it? What are the reasons for that? And it's also been backed by an insurance company called Royal London. Now, they have concluded that a Lions team, so that's the British and Irish Lions, would develop commercial value long-term for the women's game of rugby. So it's very, very exciting. Um, and we'll have to wait and see how that develops. That was a little mini story for all those listening that are interested. Um, question. Yes. You know I like questions. Always. You know how, and I'm going to go back to boxing just because that's the sport that I that's know most sport. about. That's cool. We've got, yeah, it's my, I'm, I'm a boxing lazy. <laughs> I don't know why I've done that voice, but there you go. <laughs> anyway. I'm women only fight. That. Women only fight that was awful. two minute rounds. Yes. I know it was awful. The lag is bad. Sucks. Sorry, keep going. I'll shut up. Shut your pie hole. So the women fight two minute rounds men three minute rounds and that's a big difference is there a difference between the women's game and the men's game of rugby are there different rules 
Now, Hope, I don't have all the answers. I might be the sports guru of this podcast, but I don't know everything. So I've got a friend, as do you, on our presenter friends group chat, which we're on, who can tell us some more. Hi there, my name's Alice Vickery and I've been playing rugby since I was about three years old. I watched my dad train my brother and I was like, yeah, that that looks like something I want to do. I started when I was the only person, the only girl in the team. And then by the time I was 16, I went to join a women's team, went over to university. From then, I've been playing basically for most of my life and I love it. Can't get enough of the sport. There's nothing else that brings me quite as much joy. But when it comes to what the difference is between the men's game and the women's game. Men undoubtedly hit harder, they run faster, they take it in on their own a lot more often. It's a physical game. Not to say the women's rugby isn't as physical, but it relies a lot more on skill and technique. So all those training sessions that we do, even though we train exactly the same as men, when it comes to the formation and the tactical thinking that goes into a women's game, there's a little bit more of that. We have to work as a team. We can't go in by ourselves because that boy will, ball will be taken. So we have to work together and make sure that we always have someone on our shoulder. So it's more of a team sport. It's more of a uh, analytical kind of game. It's more based on skill and speed rather than just running into each other. I mean, I myself am a hooker, so I do run headfirst into most of the situations. But generally, we like to play out with our backs as well. And when it comes to the potential breakdown of the upcoming team, I would say it's going to be, it's going to be mainly English, and that's or British, I should say, sorry, not based on anything other than they have more resources, they have more finances. The people who've worked and played on that team will have had more opportunities to grow over the years. But there will be a fair few Irish players as well and hopefully more to come. So I'm really looking forward to it. Fingers crossed that we'll see the resolution for them to go out and about touring at the end of the month. Should be very exciting. Hope, all in all, the question for you next is England are playing in the World Cup next month in New Zealand. So that's the England women's rugby team. And the question is, they are always dominant. They are one of the best um, rugby sides in Europe. Do you think they're going to win? Are they going to win the World Cup? Yes or no? With no knowledge. So who they're playing against? Was the World Cup? So it's like England going to the World, England football going to the World Cup. Is England going to win? Yes. Are England going to win? Yes or no? Just yes. Okay, great. Love the optimist uh, optimism. I'm going to say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Um, you know, in New Zealand, in yes. New Zealand rugby, they have the hacker for the men. Yeah. Do women do the hacker? I think they do. I'm sure they do. Um. So there you go. And interestingly, I've actually seen, I actually saw the hacker once performed by somebody and I cannot remember where. I think someone came into our school and he was a New Zealand rugby Ooh. player, potentially. I can't remember. Again, I was very young. I must have been sort of nine or 10, so I don't remember exactly. But it, it might have been a teacher, but someone at my school knew the hacker and taught some people the hacker. So people in my year group could do it. Again, I, I wasn't part of that because I wasn't really a rugby lad. Um, but there you go. Fun fact, my cousins are Kiwis. Ah, well, there you go. I like you New Zealand because they've got Old Moot Cider and Old Moot Cider is lovely. <laughs> Which has got the weirdest name. It should be called Old Mound. Well, no, it's Moot because that's how they say it in New Zealand because it's like bin and they say like, I mean, come back here. Shout out to my friend Mike. Yes, Mike. He's been my old housemate when I lived in London. Oh, yeah. And um, he moved to Austra- He moved to New Zealand to go travelling because he was in a bit of a rut about his life. And he went and he met a wonderful lady 
called Georgia on Tinder. And now they both live in Perth in Australia. But she's a Kiwi and I met her. And she's really nice and went punting together in Cambridge. Oh, oh yes, I saw it. I saw it on your Instagram story. That's a great story, Evan. That actually wraps up so there you go. everything quite nicely. Well, I was going to say, yeah. we'll have to keep our eyes... I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was a great story, but it was a story. No, it's sweet. You know, it's it's a sweet story and it, it's, you know, like happy and smiley and stuff. And that's the important thing. We want happy, smiley stories. But yes, I was going to say to everyone, make sure to keep your eyes, as always, on the prize for the rugby, uh, the, yeah, the British and Irish Lions Tour potentially coming. And of course, the Women's World Cup uh, next month in New Zealand too. So everyone from Sports and Dummies, thank you very much for listening. It's been a great episode. Hope, would you like to lead us out in style? The The end of the year... Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go through all of our episodes and get together clips of you doing eyes on the prize. Oh, it's gonna be loads. I reckon it's all that is that that I vow that I vow <laughs> that to do. I bet it's I every promise, episode. <laughs> hand on heart, I do. It's like <laughs> I swear by the sword. I will. You know, like sorry. That I vow. That my will. About vows, so like, and again, by the way, I think I don't watch a game of I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's sort of thing in a picture in my head. You standing there, all of a sudden you walk in and you're you're three lines. That my vow, and it's just you <laughs> doing in, in in some like some room with like a dragon or whatever. Um, again, I don't know the show at all. Um, but there you go. That's another weird episode of Sports. And I mean, wrapped up with Hope the Dragon Lady. <laughs> Your impressions are just so brilliant. I honestly. Anyway, oh, look, my hair's gone a I'm nightmare now. Um, thank you for listening as always or watching this. We really appreciate your support. Um, I mean. Again, we haven't said this for a while, but we have got a collection pot. Uh, if you want to give us a 50p or whatever, just as a kind of contribution to help us invest in the podcast, because it would be great for one day for us to st- start making money from this, so then we can give it more attention, more time. So no pressure. Um, just if you want to, we're going to open the pot in December. And I think so far we've got £10. Thanks to Beverly. Shout out Beverly. Not my mum. Way, yes, Your Bev. friend. I- Love Bev, legend, one of my mum's best mates. She's a legend. All I'm going to say in the wise words of a singer, I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. E-e. Isn't it? So bit, we don't need. So isn't it, um, very kind to give us quite bad or quite funny that Beverly, your mum's friend, has given us some money, but nor my mum or your mum have invested in us. <laughs> Although my mum. <laughs> My parents have bought me a lot of stuff in my life. So that's right. I'm just just joking. Don't get too deep. Thank you. My mum and dad invest in me every day. Please, for everyone listening, a bit of a spoiler. We'll have some big interviews coming up. So actually, keep track, keep tabs on what's going on at Sports and Dummies because we've got some great people coming on. So uh, watch out. Legends are about. Shout out to Dark Jedi, by the way. Keeps commenting on our videos. Thank you very much. Keep it up. Legend. Dark Jedi top man or Everyone, lady i don't know in a bit. don't know who they are anyway love you bye sports social podcast network hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.